money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's good because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money and If this is the first time that you're tuning into the show, you've got a lot of catching up to do. (laughs) And if you want to know where to go to catch up, you can look on iTunes. You can search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb and you will find us there and please rate us. And uh, you can also download the uh, or listen online, both off chri.ca and morethanenough.ca. Both of those have the, you don't even need a special you know, play or anything like that. You just log on, find the show you want and hit play and and they're all there. So there's the pitch this morning. It is, ooh, a little brisk. It's November and we've been through the Thanksgiving rush. And if you're American and you're listening to this show, you're getting ready for the Thanksgiving (laughs) rush. Uh, So we've got this space between the Canadian Thanksgiving and the American Thanksgiving where, um, you know, if you're, if, if you have both sides, uh, maybe you're, you're an American in Canada or you're Canadian in America, you get both, right? (laughs) So you're extra grateful, extra Extra thankful. So awesome. Well, we have an extra special guest we will introduce in a few minutes on the show. But as is tradition, Reb has some, she's just itching to share (laughs) a scripture verse. Of course. Of course. Well, the show that uh, we're going to talk about um, freedom, financial freedom today. And I'm... Isn't uh, every show about financial freedom? Yes, but we're really going to talk about the difference between financially independent and financial freedom. And Mm. um, uh, anyway, it's... God I don't is, think scripture has anything to do with I think there's the a lot of, those, of things, right? yeah. And it's, it's part of what we do more than enough. I mean, our, our, our motto is hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. So um, the best part is that in Christ, we have access to his freedom mm-hmm. every day. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, I'm going to read uh, some scripture from Psalm 112, but I'm also... Um, uh, while we were prepping for the show, I was thinking of some verses in Jeremiah that I'm also going to tie in because they're, it's really important. Um, Jeremiah, so, I thought you were going to Hebrews. No, 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 oh, I'm not okay. going to Hebrews today. It changed See, again. Just, okay, no. you know, if, for those people that have been listening to the show, you know that, hey, Reb just throws this stuff out. We have no idea where she's going. Thank but, you. Uh, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. you back at you. Um, Okay, so Psalm 112, it starts with a great verse that says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his 
his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He won't be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He is dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and will be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. The thing I wanted, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of stuff in here we could talk about. But the one thing that um, really jumps out at me is that we won't be afraid when evil tidings come. Our heart is steadfast when we trust in the Lord. That means mm-hmm. it's not going to move. It's not mm-hmm. shaken. Um, we won't be afraid. Our heart is established. In verse 6, it says, surely he will never be shaken. Mm -hmm. And the reason I was thinking of the Jeremiah verses is because in Jeremiah 17, there's uh, a compare and contrast of those who trust the Lord and those who don't. And when you don't trust the Lord, it says, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. Whose heart departs from the Lord. He shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness and a salt land which is uninhabited. Blessed is the man, however, who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. So we're not just hoping in the Lord. He is our hope. Mm -hmm. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river. He won't fear when heat comes. His its leaf will be green. It will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will it cease from yielding fruit. And I, I love those verses. I've loved them for years. Because it shows us what the world's not telling us. The world is telling us, trust in your strength, trust in your education, trust in your job and your bank account to give you the success and all of that and where you want to go. But the Bible tells us that we are to trust in the Lord. And it's when we trust in the Lord, we will see that we bear fruit, that we, um, no matter what happens, we are not going to be shaken. We are not going to be um, uh, afraid when there are times that are hard. Mm -hmm. And all of us have seen I'm sure difficulties, either financially. They are difficult times. I mean, we are living, we are, in, we are living we in crazy are, times. We right are, now. and um, it it is not easy. But mm-hmm. we want to encourage you today, and our special guest will especially want to do that um, in uh, trusting God, mm-hmm. because the cool part is I, there's this one thing I have to add because the kids and I studied it this year that when we don't trust God. It's like we live in a salt land. Hmm. And we studied Timbuktu and we read about Timbuktu and, and it used to be a, and still is a place where they mine salt from under mine. I don't know if that's the right word, but from under the ground. Well, it is dangerous to actually, you can die on the way to get to that salt land. And um, it's uninhabited mm-hmm. and you're alone and you have to make a plan to get there. And I thought, man, when when you're not trusting God, it's very desolate. It's mm-hmm. dangerous. And it it is dry and not fun. Like, you're risking your life getting there. And we are risking our lives, our spiritual mm-hmm. lives, when we are not trusting God. And that's what his word says. Mm-hmm. 
So saying that. So we're going to introduce Tim, bring Tim Jenkins into the conversation. So welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you. So Tim is a financial advisor, um, and this is, uh, you know, we're talking about the difference between financial independence and financial freedom. And and so, uh, again, we we love to bring experts on the show. So Tim, you are our expert today (laughs) on freedom versus independence. Yeah, but you know what, as much as I've got to know you, Tim, you're uh, an expert in finances but also well we'll call you an expert but you're you're on a learning curve like the rest of us for sure financially but in the heart issues of god Mm -hmm. and that's what i've loved i've come to love about you already that you just speak to the heart of it so clearly so so there's the two credentials if you will tim is a financial planner (laughs) a certified financial planner but he's also a certified kingdom advisor and Yes, those are our credentials that you may not recognize as a listener, but they mean an awful lot because, yes, there are lots of financial advisors out. But when we talk about kingdom advisors, we talk about, Tim, you have taken some training that specifically deals with how biblical truth and biblical principles integrate into this whole realm of finances. So. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Awesome. Now, Tim is also the principal of Trinity Wealth, um, and I think you have three kids. I should have done it. That's three, right. Yes. Three kids. Okay. <laughs> three adult children. Three adult children. So, so Tim's been through the ups and downs of life, uh, raising kids, all of that stuff, and and applied these financial, biblical financial principles, not just in his own life, but in the life and and the finances of the clients that he serves. So give us a little lowdown, Tim, of, of you know where you're at at Trinity and, and your family and, and how what you do, you know, kind of what gets you passionate in what you do. Yeah, sure. So um, as Reb said, this is certainly a journey, and uh, I've just been privileged to be on the journey for quite a while. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> learning about uh, really what God wants me to learn uh, from a from a business standpoint, uh, years ago I recognized uh, helping clients uh, have more and more and more, uh, although there was benefits to that, um, that wasn't all that I wanted to do. I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to help them um, have wealth beyond just money. And that's one of the, the themes that we have as a firm. Uh, we work with uh, with families that have, uh, that have extra, that have been blessed financially, mm-hmm. and uh, help them just uh, to structure their affairs and 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 to be able to um, uh, I guess for for well just to be able to put money in its right perspective so that mm-hmm. some of the things that are more valuable to us than money um, they're able to spend a lot more time on so that's where we come kind of come in and help our, our clients cool all right so back to the the question of the morning so you know Reb started by by reading that great passage in fact i like the jeremiah passage perfect way to go reb (laughs) thumbs up to you but that idea of what is the difference between financial independence and financial freedom yeah awesome question um and and the way i I really look at it is uh, there's a lot of things about scripture and about god that um that are contrary to culture now he talks Mm. about that in his word and so we should Mm -hmm. expect that um but when it comes to finances i think that's particularly the case you know i'm sure you've mentioned to your listeners before there's over 2300 verses that that are in the bible that talk about money uh, and possessions and i think the reason that god has done 
that is it's such a practical thing. We're dealing mm-hmm. with money all the time. Mm-hmm. Every day it goes mm-hmm. through our hands, and probably every hour it goes through our mind in one way or the other. Um, and so it's a great tool. Um, but here's here's what's happened with our culture, I believe, is um, uh, our culture has identified financial independence as kind of the place to go. It's mm-hmm. and, and so uh, if you're dealing with a financial planner or you just hear commercials, um, it's always about achieving financial independence. Well, the challenge with that is they'll often place it as a number or it's something. Um, So that we're getting, uh, we'll achieve financial independence when we have X dollars in our investment portfolio or in the bank or Mm -hmm. we have a certain size house. Um, But that means that that um, that money is able to uh, be secure; that it will never not be there for right, us. Right. Um, <clears throat> we we know from two thousand and eight that mm-hmm. it can change in a big deal, yeah. uh, in a big way, real <laughs> really fast. fast. Which, yeah. which was happened in the United States, right? That was kind of the recession that we talk about. For mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. That- and, and 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 even even it, it, it overflowed into Canada. Basically, sure. it was global. Anybody that yeah. had investments at that time saw their portfolios drop significantly. It's thirty to kind of twenty to fifty percent in in a right. very short period. Wow. So that's just one example that although though we all think that money is our provider and that it's secure, we don't have to go back very far in history <laughs> to recognize, whoops, um, no, it's it's not something that that lasts. And so, so it's interesting that we can feel um, really good about being on the road to financial independence. And I'm not saying that having a financial plan is not good. That's that's part of our business. So yeah, so I recognize that it's good, but, mm-hmm. but where we want to, um, I guess, draw the limits around that is the fact that um, there there is a limit to it, that mm-hmm. money is not our, our provider, that we have to look to our Heavenly Father to provide different resources. And that could be money. It could be other things as well. Um, and so I, I think that's the fallacy of financial independence, um, the fact that, um, that, that um, yeah, that, that, get, that contentment is never linked to an amount of anything, mm-hmm. um, and so so I, I think that's where financial that's how I would define it, financial independence. So um, let me interject here, but and do you think that Jeremiah's got something going on here when he says, you know, the difference really, if I'm going to put it in the context of our conversation, the difference between financial independence and financial freedom is really who are you putting your trust in? Are you putting your trust in yourself, in your own strength, in your own good planning, in your own, you know, all of that stuff? Or are you putting your trust, financial freedom would come when we put our trust in the person of Jesus Christ. Again, we're going to trust a person. It's either going to be ourselves or our own resources, or can we put our trust in Christ and and allow Christ to lead us to the Father where we know um, that we can trust. Yeah, for sure, Dave. I think that's that's the crux of this. Um, that's mm. where financial freedom comes from. Now, this is not easy to do, right? <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you know, when he started I didn't this. didn't say it was easy. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking out loud here for a minute. Well, and, and that has been I, my own journey as Dave has started coaching 10 years ago or whatever the years are now. You know, I knew God was God was challenging me about what, 
what or whom I was putting my trust in. And Mm -hmm. I would say that I'm still on a journey of understanding that God's my source and not mammon. And, uh, you know, is money. And and for me, visually, I think of, you know, am I trusting my bank account? Do I see that bank account and take, oh, okay, we've got money in the bank, you know, or and, and well, when that is a nice. It, it is. Sale. It is yeah. nice, and we're not saying that it isn't good to pl- plan wisely. But bottom line is, is it what I trust, or is God? Because when we trust God as source, we're not necessarily trusting in cash. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll, and Dave and I have experienced this, as many of you maybe have. Sometimes you need groceries. You don't have enough grocery money, and someone brings you groceries. Mm-hmm. God doesn't necessarily send you cash, mm-hmm. but someone brings you groceries, or someone gives you a car, or someone, we've had shared this before, someone paid our mortgage for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, those things are, are that, that is, God is using people. And I'm going to go back to what to what you said, Tim. Where you you know you just said it's contentment is not connected to a number. So you know if I if if the number in my bank account says you know ten bucks, can I still be content? You know if it says ten thousand bucks, is my level of contentment or my level of security in a sense the same? Because I'm not putting my trust in myself or my bank account. But I'm putting my trust in the Lord. I'm putting my trust, and the Lord didn't change whether there's ten bucks in my bank account or whether there's ten thousand dollars in my bank account. That doesn't matter. And you referenced two thousand and eight. There were an awful lot of people that went overnight or over a series of weeks. They watched their bank accounts drain, 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 drain. And how did that affect? You know, how did it affect me? You know, there's the litmus test, I think. And and you're shaking your head to me. You're going, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, is this going? Yes. Uh, You know, people, there were people that were devastated and destroyed and and were saying, well, my life is over or my retirement's over. I have to go back to, you know, like crisis hits. And we we use those words, crisis and and whatnot. But the reality is, is for the believer, for the person who's putting their, their, their trust in the Lord, well, Lord, what are we going to do with this? Because it's still a, still a financial decision that needs to be made. It's still there's a, a response that needs to happen, just maybe not out of crisis mode. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the things that you know is is that gut check, that heart check for us that 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 gives us an idea of where we are as we walk through the day. I you know when I start my day, um, I can spend time with God there, and I can be um, really secure in Him. I can rest in His promises. I read them. Um, you know, I'm I'm in a really good place, and then I go through my day, and all of a sudden, partway through the day, something hits me, mm-hmm. um, either good or bad. But it's that if if it if it's that bad news, that unexpected or whatever. All of a sudden, you know, is my anxiety coming up? Is that fear coming back mm-hmm. in or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about recently is uh, that very thought, Dave, you know, um, God is our provider. Mm-hmm. And we have verse after verse after verse mm-hmm. that he says he will give us so much mm-hmm. um, and that he will always look after us, right? I think in Matthew 6 where he talks about, you know, all the different things. Uh, uh, and and, and yet, then he says, but you know what? Um, 
seek my my kingdom first yeah. because I know that you need clothes in your back and I know that you need food and I know that you need shelter um, and to be able to come back to that promise and just rest in that. But what I've been thinking about recently is is really working on that to say that is who my heavenly Father is. I am a beloved son of the Creator mm-hmm. of the universe, the mm-hmm. the God who filled the earth with mm-hmm. gold, mm-hmm. oil, silver, precious metals. Um, how you know mm-hmm. if, if I've got a financial need or I've got another need in my life, um, how, how difficult is it for Him to be able to do that? Now mm-hmm. His timing could be different than mine mm-hmm. um, because He wants to teach me something or or whatever the reason. Um, but but regardless of whether it's ten dollars or ten thousand that's in my bank account, it shouldn't change because I'm still a son of the living God. Um, and 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 so whether we have a lot of money or a little has nothing to do with whether we're content or not. And I think that's really mm-hmm. the the crux of where money comes down to is is am I content? Um, because if I'm recognizing that God is my provider, then what's happening is I'm able to have peace. I'm able to have joy. I'm not dependent on my own money. Um, I'm recognizing the source of that of that freedom, but mm-hmm. or, or source of my provider. Yeah. One thing I just wanted to touch on, though, because it, it is really difficult to do that. Um, and in in Philippians four uh, verses uh, eleven to thirteen, it talks about Paul talks here. You know, um, he's 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 saying um, I've learned to be content. Uh, whatever the circumstances, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to be to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Now, that last verse, we love to grab that and run with it. And it is, it is a truth, right? It is, but, but, but it's re- related to exactly. the contentment. Remember where right. it comes yes. from, right? I, and what it's aligned yes. to. Yes, I love context because that when I, when I understood that verse in the context of what Paul's talked about, I'm like, he is encouraging us that no matter where we at are at, we can learn contentment and trust. Because isn't that contentment really related to trusting the Father and the promises? And I, I heard a teaching recently, you know, when we're new Christians and we ask for something and God sometimes really comes in quickly for us as new believers, right? In that stage of growth, he's coming in and we're like, oh, he's provided, he's doing this, he's answered this prayer. And then, and then as we mature, sometimes we go through more desert places or the answer doesn't come as quickly. And, and then all of a sudden we start questioning because he's not answering. We're not trusting in his nature. We're not trusting in the promise because we, we have trusted in his act. We, well, he came through for us before, so he'll come through for us again. But when we don't see it in the same way, we start to doubt. But God's telling us, no, I want you to learn to trust my nature. I am one who gives contentment. I am one that is your strength. I am one that can come through for you and help you be content because I am who I say I am. And 
you may be, as listeners, struggling with this. You may be thinking, but my bank account's empty and I've tried contempt- contentment, it's not working. I've tried Jesus. I've tried the Jesus card, it's not working. Well, our, my challenge for you is take Jeremiah again. Go to Jeremiah 17. Take some of these scriptures. Take Paul. Paul was imprisoned and he, he knew what it was to be content because of he learned to trust. He learned that God was his strength and would strengthen him to do it. And I want to, I want to, you know, in a sense, interject here because that's truth with a capital T. And, and part of this freedom, we're talking about independence and freedom. And the idea here is, is that we have to know to experience freedom. We have to know the capital T truth. And of course, that comes from the scripture. It comes from, we're looking into scripture and saying, where is that coming from? And recognizing that as we live in the truth, the capital T truth, the world around us is going to tell us, don't be content when there's 10 bucks in your bank account. The world around us is mm-hmm. going to say, there's an indication of, of discontentment or, or, you know, again, uh, that, that is under so much attack in terms of the marketing and media to make us so that we are not content so that we go out and go buy stuff. Well, and, and you don't and, know you, you know. need such and such until you walk into Walmart and you're like, oh, I didn't even know I needed that, you know? I didn't know I was hungry until I went by KFC, and and there it is. Oh, I'm all of a sudden hungry, right? So the the idea there is is there is certainly an attack on on that contentment, but really undermining that is, is if you dig a little deeper, it's an attack on truth. Did God really say do yeah. you you really don't have enough? When I look at my bank account and there's only ten bucks there, there's not enough. And you know, Tim, going back to the verses that you shared, where where God is saying, wait a minute. There is enough. I, I'm the God who created the entire universe. There's no shortage here. But one simple thing I've asked you to do is seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. And those two, and that's a whole different show. Um, <laughs> some of my favorite verses, Tim. So I'm glad you brought those up. But, you know, just going, hey, God is calling us into this uh, this relationship where we can trust him implicitly regardless of what the circumstances or situation looks like especially when we can quantify it numerically yeah and i think um you know just um just on that um when we when we um look back to the verses that reb first um brought us uh, i have a different version i I love the wording here he will have no fear of bad news this is uh, Mm -hmm. psalm 112 Mm -hmm. i'm I'm just interjecting at verse 7 he will have no fear of bad news his heart is steadfast trusting in the lord obviously this is the person we're talking about who's who's who fears the lord um his heart is secure so it uses that very word that we've been talking Mm -hmm. about um his heart is secure and he will have no fear in the end um he will uh, look with triumph on his foes, and so um, just um, just kind of uh, just one other thought around that is from a practical standpoint. You know, when when we're we're thinking about other things because we're always being attacked by marketing. Maybe that's mm-hmm. too strong a word. No, but, we always but are. We're, in that, <laughs> we're in that culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so recognize that. And then when I want something new or bigger or whatever, it's not to say that we don't we shouldn't have it. But you know, list all the things that I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and I think when we go through that, all of a sudden it puts that it puts some of the material things into perspective. Mm-hmm. And the other thing would be, you know, what do I have that I would not take money for? 
Mm-hmm. Um, we start to look at those things. That's where wealth is. Mm-hmm. That's wealth beyond money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I, I think many times we already have it all. We're just missing the fact that we actually do have it all. Okay, stop right there. On that bombshell, <laughs> we're going to have you back for another show because we only have a few minutes left. And that that thought you know, is, is when we're going to spend, I don't know if we're going to do that in the next show, but we are going to spend some time on that and digging into that because that, it, can you just articulate that again, just succinctly, Tim, just that idea that we have wealth that is not just money. How yeah, you said that. so, so the, the, the kind of two practical things I'd basically say is just list all the things that I'm thankful for. Um, do that on a regular basis. And then the other kind of question around that, what do I have that I would not take money for? Um, and then I think that will help us recognize that for the most part, we really do have it all mm-hmm. already, and mm-hmm. we're just not recognizing that. So we had this past Thanksgiving, one of the things we did in our family, we had a number of people over, and uh, we there were a dozen little journals that one of the people had made and it was just a thankful journal and that we gave them out to everybody that came in at Thanksgiving. We said, you're leaving with this and you're going to fill this out. And we hope they did, but you're going to fill this out and, and put it by your bed, keep it in, you know, again, somewhere where you can see it and read it and fill it in and add to it. Even if it's one word, Oh, man. I know. We, Dan's going to tell us to cut it off, man. He, he's like uh, <laughs> swimming. All right, Reb, why don't you pray for us, okay. Reb, and we'll finish up. I'll just be brief. Father, we just are grateful to you. And as we end the show, we just ask that you would continue to remind us through the weekend about what we have that we haven't thanked you for, and especially you and our relationship with you, that you've called us beloved sons and daughters and heirs with Christ. And for this, we thank you in Jesus' name. One last thought as we close it out, and that is freedom comes from contentment, but it's a journey, not the destination. So just uh, ponder that as we go. Thanks for joining us this week and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.